Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to Multifamily Live. We are super excited for a tremendous guest today, David Lagat. Hey, David, how you doing? Good. Hey, Jason. Fantastic for you to be here. And just a little about David. He's the founder and CEO of Bella Asset Management, owner and operator of Class B and C apartments in Texas and neighboring states. He started his investing in single family and small multifamily in 2001. And in 2011, through Bella Asset Management, switched over to focus to multifamily and since then has acquired, and this is not a typo, has acquired over 4,000 4, units with over $450 million of value. Bella Asset Management is vertically integrated and has management and construction in-house, and he's recently started syndication in 2009 as a way to scale faster and provide investors as an avenue to earn superior returns throughout multifamily investing. And what I love about that is that you're at 4,000 units and you said scale faster, which, which just makes us all think that we have to make sure we're constantly pushing the narrative, right? Because Yeah, one thing that is missing there, though, is, you know... Um, I say 4,000 units, but it took me 20, 20 years to be there, right? You know, it might have taken, uh, you know, nine years to get the 4,000 units, but I had a base of 10 years of doing single families. So, yeah. What was the biggest learning lesson um, that you take from the single family world prior to jumping into multifamily? Because I'll, I'll preface that question is that you hear lots of times people say, just skip the single family, right? But it definitely serves a purpose. Right. What did it help you prepare for as you got into multifamily to scale once you did? Well, one, it gave me the equity, right? Because now I had, I had that uh, equity that I built over time and uh, all that equity, I could get a sizable single family portfolio that I can either refinance or sell and now exchange it into a bigger complex, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people say single family homes, but you need either, you either have a, a pile of cash to start with to do apartments, it's not, yeah. you need 25% of several million dollars. And so having single family homes for me helped me you know, do those 4,000 units without syndicating. Yeah, I love that. And so talk to us the plan when that first multifamily buy, right? How did you buy it compared to, you know, you see a lot, um, even myself, we start with syndication, right? That's our foray into multifamily. How did you do that first acquisition without even venturing into the syndication space? So actually even better, that first apartment complex, I paid cash. Awesome. Right? Yeah. And when I say I pay cash, I pay cash from my single family home refinance or, you know, close collateralization, you might call it. So, yes, I took the equity from the single family homes and was able to put, uh, was able to get enough to pay cash for that first apartment complex. And the only reason I was able to do that is the banks would not touch that first apartment complex that I bought because it was only 10% occupied. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know, so that's, you know, you know, high risk, high rewards, right? It just, you know, they would not touch it, high risk. And for me, 
I was looking at the upside on it, right? This mm. high risk, but I knew that the upside was, you know, was worth uh, the risk. You know, you see so many people get stuck in analysis paralysis, right? And so you come in, go from a single family space into a new space. And you say, you know, the first one I'm going to start with is this 10% occupied building. What was it about that building? You see the upside potential, but where was it that you said, okay, this is the one let's get going. I looked at the worst case scenario, right? So let's look at the numbers. I paid my first apartment complex was 72 units. I paid 475,000 for it. That's less oh. than 7,000 a door, right? Yeah. So to me, I was like, how low can it go? <laughs> All right. You know, even when I went to closing, mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, the escrow lady was like, you're paying 475,000 for an apartment complex. You know, so that tells you everything, right? Because at that point I was like, what, you know, you can bump the damn thing down and the land still what, you know, about that. So that's the way, that was my all analysis. That was my all underwriting, right? Yeah. You know, what's the worst going to happen on this? You know, I took that, I took care of the downside and then the upside took care of itself. You know, what I love about that is it, it, it not, not completely directed, but um, back in 2007, 2008, um, the stock market took that huge crush, right? And then of course it rebounds and you get the, the stimulus. So the same thing happened. I told myself, I ever get in this position again, coming into 2020 where something happens like this, right? Well, you know, I put money on stocks and I'm like, well, if the world goes to zero, it, it, these stocks go to zero, right? Because they're longstanding companies, then the world's going to have a whole different set of problems, right? It's like that same exactly. part. You get in for 7,000 a unit, you look at it and you say, Wow, you know, e even on the replacement cost alone. So I, that was fantastic. So talk to us, just give us a, a quick overview, right? Because that, that's quite a project to take on. W what did you do with the property and you still have it today? No. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the reasons that you, you'd come in and ha that's how I was able to scale, right? The, my formula has been, hey, go in there, fix what the problem is and mm -hmm. sell it and buy a bigger, bigger, bigger unit, you know, sell a 72 and buy a, a 100, 100 plus unit. So yes, I went in, in that property, it was 10% occupied and it was in receivership. The property was in receivership. So the bank was not leasing the units. They just, uh, you know, they were not really, they, they were spending the money on it, but every time a tenant moved out, they basically cleaned the carpet and closed it. They were not leasing, they were not doing any leasing, right? They were just on receivership and they were not allowed to lease. So it kind of worked to my advantage because now I can drive down the price because now you, you can a lot of people cannot go and buy that property because it was not financeable as it is. Yeah. So I was able to go in there, get cash on it, uh, hire a property manager that actually ended up building a property management company. Hmm. Um, and within, I think, nine months, we had it at 90%. So an exit wow. at, at the 13 month. That's incredible. And that's incredible. Have, were you always vertically integrated from the start coming from your single family background? Or did you, is that another phase of your business that you put into play um, as you've grown? Yeah, so I started uh, while well, I had my corporate job. I had a property management company that was managing our duplexes and fourplexes. Hmm. Just at first, maybe around 2000, you know, at the beginning when we started, I started in 2001. So around, and I still had a corporate job. So Around that time, I had a property management company. But what I found out, there was an incident one time. Uh, I, have, I had a fourplex, right? Hmm. And um, a tenant called me in the middle of the night. You know, they knew, you know, it's a small property. I had a property management company. They had called, you know, the, a bite had busted in the middle of the night. They had tried to reach out to the property management company. They would not get hold of anyone. Yep. They end up somehow they got my number. They called me. It was midnight. 
I had to go to the property in the middle of the night, you know, just to take care of the situation. From that standpoint, I was like, you know what? Nobody will love or <laughs> like your property or do a better job on your property than you. That's when that light bulb went off for me. And I was like, you know what? I got to do something different. And you know, I it's so true, right? Because you look at that from the capacity, right? They, a property management company, and there's some great ones out there, but they're, they're a for-profit company too, right? And so they're busy. They have to continue to, to have the scalability for them to really succeed. And that's why right. in the single family space, you see so many... Uh, property management companies not really live up to their muster because they, they have to scale, right? There's only so much you can make on, you know, little, little um, leasing units, you know, one unit at a time across yeah, exactly. 100, 100 properties, right? So right. it's always that part of you can find that way to bring it all in house and do it effectively. And it, it is a separate business, right? So how, how do you, you know, you, you have your, your acquisition side, and then now you have your construction and property management side. Right. How have you, have you been able to really effectively do that across all three? So the good thing about the way we've grown, it's all been organic, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like I got 4,000 or so many. So it's like you buy that one and you keep adding one person, one department at a time. So before we didn't have, we, we had the construction, the management aspect of it first, and then the construction second. Got it. And then, you know, so we kept adding people and adding bodies as needed. So it wasn't, you know, so we started with acquisition, you know, you bring in, you know, person to help you acquire the properties. And then now you bring in, you know, the management in-house, you have a manager that takes care of that. And then you get the construction and you get somebody that is in charge of construction. So it's all, it's, you build block by block. How is now your plan changing today? Of course, we talked the single family model. I'm sorry, the uh, the syndication model. But how are you looking at deals differently today um, than maybe even just a little over 12 months ago? Well, I mean, right now, you know, cap rates are compressed. You know, so the way you're looking at it is um, one, you know, you're trying to find that unicorn you know not never been touched and all that stuff so you're looking at every little thing like uh you know uh other income you're looking at you know carport income so you're adding some things that were not there to you know kind of increase that in a why so the way i'm looking at deals right now is the good thing the rates have come down too so it's kind of helped with the compressing cap rates in a way if you think about it you're able to pay a little bit more to get into deals but think about it in first deal i paid six less than seven thousand a door now the deals that we have under contract right now we're paying 125 130 a door wow right it's not the same product but the same property we're paying 125 right now nine years ago was probably thirty thousand a door yeah that's incredible and how do you look at the whole period i'm sure you know what's the typical whole period and how are you looking at the exit today on the on those properties noting the price tag well I mean, I'm thinking the rents, uh, with the way we're underwriting today is we're not, we're not even the first year we're doing uh, zero rent increases. Like we're doing, we don't, we're not doing that, uh, uh, that rent growth. We are having it at zero, at least year one. And then after you do the renovations, the upgrades, then maybe add, you know, 3% to 5% max. So you're trying to be really conservative on that. And then you know, you try the way we underwrite it is you, you, you know, what you're doing in year one, at least you get interest only to help you with, with, with no rent increases. And then by year two, when you start paying principal year three, 
now you've got that rent pumps and your you know rent bumps from uh renovations yeah yeah so uh, it's a little bit different in the past you you know you just get a deal and you're buying it by pound and not really getting so nitty-gritty and, and looking at every little uh, line item but now with everything we're looking at every little thing nowadays valet trash we you know everything that we could you know squeeze that little dollar out of it to uh the bottom line we're looking at it and looking at there, maximizing rent is there anything important right now in terms of a deal that that is really standing out that's gonna be essential for the syndication model? Is there is location, right? Are you trying to keep them? I know from my point that um, I believe you're in Louisiana, Texas, uh, New Mexico, probably, probably a couple other states to fill that gap. Um, for the syndication model, are you going to continue in that level of those states or are you going to expand further to really hit that scale with what's on your mind? So what I've done is what's working for me right now is, um, and part of the reason I'm all, even at your podcast is, look, this is a team sport. I'm, you know, partnering with people to get into different markets. Hmm. That's the way I, you know, I'm expanding right now. Before, you know, you do 4,000 with, without syndication. Now I'm like, okay, you know, I can't do this alone. So now for me to even, what got me to 4,000 units is not going to get me to 8,000 units or 10,000 units. The way to get there is either I'm going to do private equity route or do syndication. And the way to do syndication and even private equity is to find somebody that is, you know, an expert in the market, assume you're in Tennessee. If I want to deal in Tennessee, I'll talk to Jason. Hey, what you got there? How, what can I bring? What value can I add to your deal? You know, so that we can, you know, do it together. So that's how I'm, you know, expanding now going forward is trying to uh, do strategic buys, you know, with mm -hmm. other investors. It's so important that you, that you say that for everyone listening is that even at 4,000 units, you're still putting the part where multifamily is a team sport, right? It's never going to change. It's always a team sport where you can do a lot together and sometimes by yourself, you know, um, we, we've done, I think, nine syndications to date and um, three or three of them, um, four of them, actually, um, we, we did ourselves, right? And as much as that's fine, it's, it's a ton of work and it, it's more, it's more, um, seamless and more uh, of a collaboration and you can get a lot more done when, when you do these other ones where you have partners who are doing each piece of the deal. Right. And so I look right. at that from the first one where like, okay, we're wearing all the hats. Well, you know, if I'm um, working with the lender, I, I, I'm not talking to the investors. If I'm talking to the investors, I'm not working on the due diligence. If I'm doing the due diligence, then I'm not, you know, working with the property management company on, on just making sure the repositioning plan. So you hit your limitations. Right. And so for everyone listening, it, it, there's always that thought, okay, I want to, go the road alone but it, to do it as a team sport that's how you can create the value and create the, just the bigger picture that that david's looking at right now to get to 10,000 20,000 units um with this model do you have a timeline or do you have your goal for like what's a 2021 goal going forward um our goal is you know do right now we have about we're looking about 800 to 1000 units that about to go under contract but our goal for this year was to do a thousand units, awesome. but I think right now we're about to get to a thousand units right. under contract, right? Yeah. But, and the reason for that is not just Bell multifamily by itself. Now, um, this is with a lot of partnerships, maybe two two partnerships or three partnerships, and so now I'm able to move a lot faster. And you know, you meet other groups and they're saying, "Hey, we want to get a thousand units, or they want to get five hundred units," and and you know, I feel like this, uh, you know, the partner is 
you know exactly is the synergies is going to work then i'll partner with them and right. and add value where i can to their deals to get it to, to get to the finish line and uh you know so you know our goal was a thousand units this year but i think we're going to exit that so that's fantastic. And, and it's because of all these partnerships, right? And strategic partnerships. So that's, that's the way that I think if I had done this, we'd probably be talking 30, 40,000 units today. But I didn't do this at the beginning. Well, by next year, I think you'll, you'll be on, on that route, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing that I've done in, in this multifamily, don't stress out, right? You let the deals, you, you, you laid out there and you, you know, it, it would take care of itself. I don't go out there and say I want to buy ten thousand units. I never lay out, I never came out and say I was going to buy yeah. four thousand units. My goal was to only have, you know, I didn't even think about having a thousand units, let alone you know four thousand. So I'm just going to go grow as far as I can go, hmm. and if that's ten thousand units, twenty thousand units, thirty thousand units, I'm going to take opportunities until they come. See, and and that's it's so true, right? So don't worry about about the outcome. Work about doing the work that you love, right? And and then putting the process in because you know the process will work out in the end. And that that's just a magical model across the board. How has we, we of course we talked a little bit offline with the snow? Um, is there anything that you'll be doing differently on on new acquisitions in in like a Texas just based on that freak snow accumulation that you had there? Yeah, I think one of the things that, I mean, I don't know anybody, we could have, we could not have prepared for what happened, yeah. right? Because, you know, a lot of our piping and all of that were not well insulated. So the one thing that we're going to be doing as our uh, due diligence period, especially right now, even the deals that we're going to look at right now, we will be, you know, checking the, the plumbing and the insulation, making sure that we are properly insulated, you know? Um, uh, do I think that could have stopped what happened? Uh, maybe it would not be as bad as what happened. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of days where we didn't have water. We had to shut off water because pipes were busting from different places of, you know, each one, from every different place that we had water coming, you know, down the ceilings, you know, down the walls. So, you know, you know, we would just, we'll take more precaution on our due diligence as far yeah. as plumbing and, and insulation. Well, I'm glad you guys are back in movement. I'm glad uh, everything just really was was just on the pipes, right? So tenants are getting back, getting back in their movement because he, it's these freak things, right? And that that's part of just having having the cash reserves and having the, the basis and having a team set up where you you know if you're um, having your vertically integrated system there, you're able to act quickly, right? Get on board, get onto site, work, and get people back in line. Where you know I'm I'm sure in some light there were there was groups who were either managing from out of state or just have a proper management who you know this was not just an an isolated your properties, right? This is across <laughs> multiple cities, right? So people are probably you know running around with their hair on fire trying to catch themselves just to and, figure out what's going on. And just to add on that, I'm just so glad and thankful that I have partners on some of the deals that we got this situation happen because now we are dividing and conquer, right? Instead of just, you know, it's, it was a lot of work, right? And now, yep. you know, add on to that, you know, the Home Depots, the the Lowe's, you know, they're running short of supplies, right? You, you know, plumbing supply companies are running short of it. So the good thing right now is with syndication, I'm able to send one partner to handle one one thing we're able to divide the work right so yeah. i'm like i'm loving it it's actually speaks more for this you know syndication partnership model because now i don't have to do it all alone 
Yeah. Well, David, we're rooting for you, man. It's great what you've done. We're excited to watch what's unfolds for these next couple of years. We'll definitely have to ask if you'd come back in 12 months and we see if that thousand units turn to three or five or where you go. Um, thank you so much for everyone listening. Um, of course we connected on clubhouse. So that's a great way to find David. He's just a wealth of knowledge on that platform, but for everyone listening, what's the best way to find out about you, Bella and, and the rest. I think the best way is to go to uh, my Instagram uh, and the handle is at Bella multifamily. Bella multifamily is my handle. So that's fantastic. David, thank you so much for your time. Always appreciate hearing from you, talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks. All right. And for everyone listening, just a wealth of knowledge you just heard there. Go out, take action, put the process in, let it work itself out. And of course, you like what you hear, go down, hit that subscribe button, leave us a ratings review, share this podcast, what David's doing to help get him out to just all these audiences who haven't found him yet. And thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi million dollar deal in just a few days? We are breaking down our entire process step by step at a three day event happening June 10th through the 12th called you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.